A thank you to our sponsors, the For Us, By Us Fund, which supports Black, Brown, Indigenous, and people of color living their best life in Maine. Thank you to our sponsor, Rising Tide Brewing. They take time and pride in giving back to the greater Portland community. In the Pocket, a talk show that showcases Mainers, who are people of color. Each episode represents a member of the Maine community from art, culture, and business, the earth, wind, and fire of life. Embracing and exploring the Black diaspora and descendants of American slavery through conversation is the foundational concept of In the Pocket. The overall mission of In the Pocket is to create conversational space for all people of color that is documented and celebrated through sharing of life experiences. If you like what you're hearing and want to hear it again or want to check out our archive of past shows, look for us at inthepocket.captivate.fm or search In The Pocket on iTunes or wherever you like to listen to podcasts. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at In The Pocket and give us a follow so you never miss a show. Thank you for tuning into In The Pocket with your host, Flo Edwards. And our guest today is an amazing sous chef. She's worked at Leo's and Ada's, to name a few. And her name is Chelsea Jones. Chelsea, please introduce yourself. Hello there. Hi, I'm Chelsea. Um, as Flo just says, I, I work in um, the restaurant field. And I just like to cook. And, you know, that's about that. <laughs> right on. And you've been in the scene for uh, five years now? Um, no, I've, well, I've lived in Portland. I've been uh, working in Portland and doing my thing in Portland uh, majority uh, for about five, going on five years now. Um, in total, I've been um, cooking for like a total of like 10 years now. So it's been like a little, it's been a little minute, I would say. It sounds like a minute, a long minute. That's yeah. great experience. Yeah. yeah. Let's get time. Just curious before we like delve into how the pandemic has changed the food scene here. Um, what was your inspiration for getting into the restaurant business? Um, my my mom was probably like my biggest influence. Growing up, uh, she's a line cook. She's always uh, done rest like uh, cooking, restaurant work, stuff like that. And yeah, like I, since I can remember, I would always just end up going to work with her. Or you know, you know, back then when it was okay to bring your kids to work, you know. <laughs> so which is like, which is weird because I was like five or six, you know, in a kitchen like washing dishes and stuff like that, and you know in like actual professional kitchens and um yeah like she's always just been my influence and i just learned to love food and yeah like got older i followed kind of the same footsteps you know moved to maine for that reason like because i it's a very popular place for restaurants and i thought why not awesome what a treasure we have with you here so um so now that you are no longer doing free labor (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you actually yeah. uh, are uh, a paid laborer. Decided in the... to make some money for it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Decided to actually make, you know, hey, why not? Why not, you know, take this further and get some cash for it? 
Awesome. So we are still, I guess I like to think we're at the end of the pandemic, but technically we're still in it. Um, what changes have you seen in this industry? I think, um, me personally, I would say with the pandemic, like, in um, I would definitely say people have kind of not let go of like maybe thinking of food in a different way, but like kind of seeing food in a different way, seeing that like, you know, when times get hard that, you know, people have to eat and like food isn't just, you know, this luxury thing of, you know, us eating steak and duck for dinner, you know, you kind of got to take a step back and realize, oh, we need this to last, but we still want to, you know, spend our money worth. And, you know, sometimes you're now feeding more people. Like, you know, you're not just thinking about yourself. Like, you know, you got to make them stretch and all that. So um, I would say I've seen that during the pandemic, people being a little bit more cautious and, you know, yeah, like not really, like realizing that also maybe you don't want to go out and, have a beer and a burger every night after work that you know probably cook at home you know learning new trades like learning i've seen a lot of people learning to make bread during this pandemic that was definitely a a, a good thing that came out of the pandemic right a lot of so sourdough sustainable. yeah a lot of sourdough people had a lot of starters this uh pandemic for sure yeah um yeah, definitely from a consumer's perspective, wanting to make money or in the food that you're spending the money on lasts a little bit longer. Um, what have you seen restaurants do? Um, I've seen like a lot of restaurants. Um, I've seen a lot of restaurants doing like kits like uh, for people like to cook at home, uh, like doing like family meals or things that they can like take with them or um like I was telling you earlier, I seen a lot of people doing like uh, cocktails to go, a lot of to go things that were able to hold up and that you can that you can also be a part of too. That like it didn't make it like because this pandemic was stressful, but I think restaurants are kind of helping you get into it too to kind of make it lively. Like yes, um, you know you can go pick up uh, you know a pasta kit and you know we you know we set it up for you you know we give you all the things and then you go home and you finish it off and you actually still have you're able to sit down and have dinner with your partner or your family and you can say that you did this too but it's still a good meal and you feel like you you know you still went out and ate you know you still get that like experience of eating at a restaurant in your own home um, I think so yeah I feel like um, the cocktail kits have always kind of cracked me up. Well, actually, I didn't know they were kits. I think cocktails, they were just like pre-made. Um, yeah. But I, I kind of just, just feel like... Put it on the ice. Yeah. <laughs> but I kind of, I, I don't know. I guess I didn't get the value in buying a cocktail to go unless you're drinking it right outside or in the park. And then I get that. <laughs> but when you're just taking it home, I, I, I don't know. You know... What I've realized, too, is that sometimes you, like, me being a cook, I think to myself, like, oh, why would you, why would you go out and buy this? Like, you can just make this at home. But some people really just don't even want to do that. It's, we think the easiest things, but some people are just like, I don't, I don't want to deal with any of that. I'd rather just have it ready for me. And I just do the easy step of, you know, having my glass, having my ice. You know, that's, it's, you know. I, mean, I don't 
understand it. Like, I personally, I'm just like, I'll, I'm at home. Like, I'll, I'll do this. I'll do this. I'll make my sauces. I'll do this. At this point, I'm like, why, why do you even gotta go out? But again, I'm a cook. <laughs> People come out to, like, get the food from me, you know? Right on. Um, have you been preparing any family kits where you work? Um, well, like at the, uh, at the beginning of the uh, pandemic, I was working at a place that we uh, we had changed our concept over. Um, I was working at Ada's uh, Pasta, and we were, at first, um, when we closed, we went strictly to takeout, but then we kind of seen that people wanted, like, you know, like, especially like a carbonara, and that's like, when you make it at a restaurant, you probably wouldn't want to take it to go. So, you know, we started doing, like, kits of, you know, putting the eggs, you know, the conchale, the pasta, so you can just go home, you know, you heat up your pasta, you make your, you know, the egg, the pepper, the cheese, and you be able to mix it all together. You know, you fry off your guanciale, uh, and you can make your own um, carbonara, or even doing, like, pizza kits. A lot of places I've seen were doing, like, pizza kits or stuff like that. Yeah, it was cool. Nice. So I assume the carbonara kit, the egg wasn't cracked. It's just like an egg in the shell that was yeah. sent. Yeah, gave you a whole egg, you know. Uh, we um, portioned out everything so it made like a perfect pasta for two. And it's easy peasy, like uh, we let you know how to do it and everything so you would know how to do it step for step and you got yourself the perfect carbonara. Yeah, so it sounds like those kids that people get mailed to them. Yeah, exactly. Like I, like I would exactly. It's like just like that. That I seen that was very big of people being able to just learn. Kind of, I like to say it was kind of learn how to cook. Like it was like an easy. It was like an easier way to kind of like get people into like learning how to do things. Because I know it's. I know being like cooking can be intimidating for some people. Like and like there's. It's good that I like things like that to like because I'm always for people being comfortable in a kitchen. I like that. I like when people feel good about like what they make and they're proud of like, oh, like, look what I did. You know, it's it's a form of art and everybody's always excited when, you know, they make something that they can be proud of. And especially when they, you know, they try to like, like, damn, this is actually good. It's like, yeah, salt and pepper, you know? It takes, Goes you, a long it way. takes you a long way. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm always, I'm always for that. Like people being able to do things on their own and, even when you think that you can't like sear a piece of chicken or something, you're like, you're like, oh, every I'm gonna make it. It's gonna be raw. It's like, no, you got this. Just, just let it cook. And if it is raw, let it cook some more. All right. You know. That's great. It's a good point. People learning how to prepare food more is something that has come from restaurants due to the pandemic. Um, yeah. Have you seen any changes in the supply chain at all? Um, I would say yes. Uh, I, like, I remember um, things did become harder to get, not just paper products, but certain foods, because, you know, this pandemic affected a lot of things, you know, it affected, like, it affected workers, it affected workers on every scale, like people who work in agriculture, you know, like if you don't have the people outdoors, like growing food and, you know, being able to transport that to other places and you know like it was just a delay like it was just a decline on like a lot of things you know like even just down to like the the smallest person you know just planting seeds or something it 
it did affect like you not being able to get like your the the normal things that you would usually get you know which is another way of also looking at us learning to work with things that we could get you know being more like versatile and like learning new things like oh you know i'm not usually familiar with this maybe try this instead you know so it was yeah like it was a trickle effect on everything like i remember you you know you might want to get potatoes in or some sort of oh you can't get those potatoes because who you usually get them from they're not producing or they can't get uh, potatoes just to you know purveyors that you usually get from yeah I can see that the supply chain affecting um, what is being served, so that also changed the menus a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, yeah, it made you like kind of like reevaluate how you wanted to serve a menu. Also, just kind of cost efficient because it wasn't just restaurants getting hit, just common people were getting hit by this so you know people weren't living their normal lives of being able to go out and you know purchase their coffee that they get every single morning you know people you know or like the specific coffee that they like you know they want to go out and get this breakfast sandwich or something like that you know kind of had to dial it back and you can't sometimes afford that lifestyle anymore so you had to like change even i feel like you had to change for those people like you know you still want to accommodate to your you know to your customers and stuff so you kind of have to work with them you know and meet meet them in the middle do you think that turned menus or what restaurants were offering into like you say not necessarily like serving the duck or the prime steak all the time um and having foods that traveled better what would you see or what did you see was coming becoming more common for takeout like what food were people serving um i would say like i've seen a lot of um like a lot of pastas a lot of rice dishes i would say like a lot of like starch um a lot of greens like i think people were like really trying to put like salads on their menu like a lot of vegetables you know they traveled there they were like easy kind of more like easier to get than some things you know they they held longer even just at like restaurant standpoints you know i know i would say like even small things like herbs were kind of harder to get like parsley chives you know things that you wouldn't think would be that hard wow yeah i guess i didn't realize that salads were more on menus yeah, like, uh, because, like, I would like to say that not saying greens are cheap, but I think it's it's also very versatile. You can, like, like, you can hold up, you can make multiple things with them, like, you can, it stretches further, you yeah. know, like, salads were very big, like. Nice. So now that the pandemic has lightened up, what are some of the changes that you see are going to continue? Um, for sure, I would say, um, I think with like pandemic style of things, I think uh, this whole outdoor seating and like us kind of taking us, I don't know what I would say, but I would go for the outdoor thing 
outdoor seating part of like the pods that's one thing that i've definitely seen that are just definitely going to stay here for like a while i believe people kind of like realize hey like you know this isn't bad like you know maybe like if we can like obviously we live in maine so you're not like warm year round but for the time that it is i think we're able to get more and like pull people from being like indoors and so close to each other and you know like trying to spread people out more so, um definitely seen that sticking around even even as doors and restaurants were able to like sit people inside i seen people still keeping with the pods and like doing like reservations so that people aren't like just crowded around each other as much trying to do time slots you know i think that's uh staying around like, that's becoming even for places that weren't doing like reservations and whatnot like that yeah um i like how you said that you think the pods are gonna stay around um have you sat in any of the pods like especially during the winter at all oh yeah um recently i think one of the last places i went to i was at chabal um here in portland and i sat out in a pod um and it was nice like uh it was just me and me and my partner we were there having dinner and I remember it was like nice. It was like had the like, heated. It was like spacious. Like you felt like you were like sitting outdoors, but kind of sitting inside also. So. And I guess it was a little more private too. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Like um, you obviously you had like other pods around you, but it wasn't like you like none of you were like facing each other or anything, and there was still like distance between the pods. Great. Yeah. So, um, with all the changes that have happened, what are some places that you really enjoyed going to or excited to go to? Um, I, I always love hitting up the breweries. Like, I'm glad. I was always happy for that. Rising Tide, of course. Um, Good Fire. Uh, like, um, well, you know, Good Fire, power. they were just doing, like, to-go beer for most of the pandemic. Yeah. So they oh, just yeah. opened up. Have you been since? I haven't. I haven't been since they've opened up. But I like. I know. I just want to get there. Like one of like they're always my favorite beer to drink. And yeah, I just I um even I don't know if they're open, but I like uh, going to the kombucha um fermentary. Uh, uh, UF uh, Urban Farm Fermentary. That one. Yep. Urban Farm Fermentary. Yep. Uh, yeah, I just I'm ready to get back out there and start. I guess. Like, I just, like, enjoy my beers and my drinks outdoors. Yeah. So that's always... Uh, Bahara went there. That was, that was a nice, like, outdoor seating. And, like, they usually have... They're already outdoor, basically. But mm. that was cool. Like, we were on the sidewalk. And that was... It was a nice, like, environment and everything. Nice out. Yeah. Yeah, um... Let's say... Haven't hit a lot of uh, places too much during the pandemic. I like Lazari, of course. Um, Green Elephant. I got takeout from them. Um, they were good for takeout during the pandemic. Um, yeah, they're all um, vegetarian. Yep, all uh, actually uh, vegan, I believe. Oh. Vegan vegetarian. I believe, okay. So, I and I'm and I'm not even plant based, but I do enjoy eating plant based sometimes, and I and I like it because it's. 
not like I like because it just it's just food. Like you can't tell. There's no like, ooh, is there meat in this or is there no meat in this? Like it just tastes good. That's like literally what all I just want. I just want to eat food that I'm like, oh, it's just food and it tastes delicious. You know, I'm not like trying to like analyze is there meat or does it taste like meat or is it, or is it trying to like mimic meat? You know. Well, I'm glad it doesn't sound like they're trying to mimic meat, so that's really good. Yeah, it's just they just make. I think they make delicious food just on their own and everything. Yeah. Nice. Um, do you drink seltzer or hard seltzer? Um, I don't drink a lot of hard seltzer. I know, I know the hard seltzer are like are all the wave and like everybody's on the hard seltzer trains. Yeah. I mostly like. I'm definitely like. I uh, love craft beers and I love like cocktails and just like it's like a nice gin or like a good tequila. There's a new hard seltzer place. They're also doing cider. Do you drink cider? I, I do like some ciders. Okay, yeah. So they, I don't actually think they have any of their ciders up and running yet, um, but they have like eight hard seltzers on tap, but that doesn't matter if you don't like seltzer. But the space is amazing. So when they do have cider, I would check that out. They're pretty close to Urban Farm for Menory, like around Cove. Oh, yeah. I would definitely be interested. I it's like I'm not opposed. I'm always into like trying like uh, new things, right? And the thing is, I think I I crap on hard seltzers so much, but I know if it really came down to it, I would be into it. I think I'm just I'm just one of those people like, oh, everybody likes hard seltzer. <laughs> I don't like hard seltzer, but I I know if I like found one, I'd be like, you know, even on my own time, like, oh, this is good. Why not? Yeah. yeah, I mean it tastes like kombucha. It's it's tasty. Like, yeah, like I used to, I used to, I used to crap on kombucha. Now I'm just like, there's parts of the day I'm like, wow, I really like kombucha right now. Like, yeah, I'm just one of those people. They, I'm just like, I don't want to be a part of the, want to be a part of the crowd. Uh, I don't want to be like those other people, but then secretly I'm just consuming it too. <laughs> right. There's a reason why it's popular, you know. So. Yeah, like people are obviously buying it. <laughs> yes. Um, but I, I still don't like kombucha, and it's not that I don't like it. I just don't get the point of drinking it because there's no alcohol in it. Like it's point zero five. I'm like, I just don't have time for that. I just, and I just have a beer. If you're gonna drink something, you want something that's gonna get you there. Exactly. So, or have caffeine. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, and there's also a new brewery and distillery kind of. I realized that like the back cove area has been steadily building up. So. Yes, I, I I'm excited for what's to come because I just want to get out and like see all these like new places because I feel like honestly sometimes that I'm like behind. I'm like like people are like oh have you heard of this place or this place? Like, no, I didn't even know that like that was like even building up. You know, I'm, there's like so many restaurants that I'm trying, I think, I don't know if you already have uh, the Soul Food restaurant, I believe you, uh, Soul Food, Soul Food Paradise, Paradise. Yeah. Soul Food Paradise, yeah, I definitely want to get to them, like I, um, the, I've had people like tell me about them and I've just, I'm like I gotta get there. Yeah. yeah, I really thought his greens were exceptional out of what I had. And um, nice. for Fourth Friday, they're catering, so there'll be their mac and cheese and their beef ribs, so that people who don't eat pork can partake in that. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm definitely gonna be there. Yeah, so you're gonna have it sure. this week. It's perfect. 
another there are a lot of places that have popped up or places that have just renovated because they're like trying to have more outdoor space um Mm -hmm. there's this uh it's just a cocktail lounge luna it's on commercial street and it's a part of like this uh new hotel and it has a a rooftop bar oh yeah i i know what you're talking about because i was just on commercial street uh yesterday and I've heard of this place, and yeah, I, once again, like, I feel like sometimes I'm like a tourist, like, in this place, because I'll be driving, I'm like, oh, what is that? I'm like, put it on the list, yes. put it on the books. Portland will so, do that, like, though. Uh, I'm like, I live here, and I need, like, a, a folder for, like, oh, all the places I need to, like, hop hop to yeah in this town yeah that's what i love about portland so i mean there's over 300 bars and restaurants here so they're always interchanging and there's always new places in fact feeling like a tourist there's a a tourist map of um bat cove like i saw some tourists actually like with the cartoony map that they have of commercial street and the old port there's one for them now i was like what where do they even pick this up at (laughs) now i gotta pick one up yeah i haven't pick up two (laughs) <laughs> so it's like you live you you've lived here like way longer like almost your whole life at this point yeah and it's always changing like so changing like um where there's a a yacht service marina on like outer commercial um that yeah. used to be where they would just put timber so there'd be like huge logs that were just laying there and at night it looked really really creepy um and now it's just where you see all these yachts and there's a big yacht building and yeah so always changing yeah is there any uh other place that you have on your agenda to see for brewery or cocktail lounge um i would say like i know uh I'm ready to, I want to do, get out of sight of Portland. I want to kind of, before it gets, you know, chilly, I, I think, I feel like that's not going to come at this point anytime soon. But before, like, you know, if I can get out, I would like to go to Camden, Camden and like, um, go to like a winery. I wanted to go to Oyster River and like, just kind of like hang out and like get out of sight of Portland a little bit. Um, yeah, cause I, I know there's places outside, like I know there's some places in Maine that are like interesting you know enough so yeah hopefully i can go like up look along the coast and whatnot still see some things Great. oh i definitely want to do that yeah i was just i went for a hike in camden and we didn't really stop or and partake in any beverages up there but um i wish i had stopped at oyster river since i was in the neighborhood when i when i um my my roommate uh she did tell me that they uh I think they've moved like location, so now you can go and sit there. I don't think it's like too big or anything. It's like a little small space that they have, and you can sit there and like drink some, drink their wines and whatnot. So they have like a space that you can actually sit at, like a bar. So it's cool. I don't like. I'm like I'm excited like to check it out. And like I like their wines. They're all like those natural wines and stuff like that. It's, like, you know, it's like little settlements, but you know, it's good stuff. It's made in Maine. You know. Yeah. Well, if you like wine, then you should definitely like apple cider because that's technically a wine, the way it's brewed. Yeah, I, I have had like an apple, like an a, apple cider wine before, and I was like into it. I wasn't. I was like, this is not bad. Nice. 
Well, good to know. I didn't know you were into wine, so it's great. Yeah. Yeah. I just like to, you know, I like to like to drink and have a good time, you know. Just try different things. Drinking and having a good time is the best, so. Yeah, drinking, having a good time, eating food, they just go hand in hand. Like. Yeah. Trying new things as well. I like that. Well, Thank you so much, Chelsea. I learned a lot about the food trends, restaurant trends, consumer trends for the restaurants. Um, we appreciate having you here on In the Pocket. How can people reach you? What's the plug? Uh, yeah, I'm on. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. My Instagram handle is Jonesin ninety three, J O N E S I N nine three. Or you can just find me on Facebook at Chelsea Jones. Uh, uh, you can come check me out at Slab. I'm hand mixing some dough and, you know, slicing and dicing some pizzas. So, yeah, I'm around town. Awesome. Come chat with me, you know, eat some food from me. <laughs> A thank you to our sponsors, the For Us, Buy Us Fund, which supports Black, Brown, Indigenous, and people of color living their best life in Maine. If you like what you've heard and want to hear it again, or want to check out our archive of past shows, look for us at inthepocket.captivate.fm or search In The Pocket on iTunes or wherever you like to listen to podcasts. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at In The Pocket and give us a follow so you never miss a show.